Hi, I'm Debbie from Property Apprentice, and today's podcast is Impact of COVID-19 Community Outbreak on the New Zealand Property Market. Thank you for joining us. So what we saw in New Zealand as far as the pandemic goes, our, we first went into alert level two on the 21st of March. So this is a little bit of recent history. 21st of March 2020, we went into alert level two. And then on the 23rd of March 2020, we were quickly shifted into alert level three. And then on the 25th, we went into alert level four, and then we started to ease our way out of it from the 27th of April. So 27th of April, we dropped down to alert level three nationwide, and 13th of May, alert level two, and then 8th of June, we thought we were home and hosed at alert level one, until Tuesday the 11th of August, when four cases of community transmission were discovered in New Zealand. So midday on the 12th of August, Auckland went into alert level three and the rest of the country went to alert level two. The main impact of this community outbreak is confined to Auckland, unless since I recorded this, community transmissions being detected outside of Auckland. So on the day of recording, we've got 49 community transmission cases and they're all related to the original four uh, that were first discovered. So the main impact, although it's confined to Auckland and especially the retail hospitality sectors, it is also going to affect the retail and hospitality sectors outside of Auckland because of the limits, you know, maximum limits of 100 people and social distance requirements at alert level two. So what's going to happen next? Look, I think what happens after this community outbreak is back under control. I think things will continue to track the way that we were tracking after we previously went back down to alert level two and then alert level one. So before late on Tuesday, the 11th of August, the economy was actually recovering a lot better than was expected. And the property market was also recovering a lot better than most people expected as well. With this new outbreak, government support has also been extended. There was $14 billion that was set aside specifically to help the economy during a second outbreak of COVID-19 should that happen. So, you know, this will be utilised um, to help support industries and businesses in need and individuals in need as well. The major impact on our economy has already occurred with the first outbreak. So things like international tourism, it's not going to get any worse than it already is. So that won't actually have another impact on our economy. The low New Zealand dollar that we're experiencing at the moment is great for exporters in New Zealand. So a lot of exporters are actually going to be doing pretty well through this entire pandemic. The Reserve Bank is also going to want to continue to keep interest rates down in order to help boost the economy. So that's great for people who have mortgages. It's not great for people who are saving, but it certainly helps keep the living costs down. And anyone who is having issues uh, with their income levels and they've got a mortgage, then that really helps to keep them in their homes, which is essentially what people want, what everyone wants. The Reserve Bank of New Zealand monetary policy statement on the 12th of August, the OCR remained unchanged. So the OCR is still 0.25% and the Reserve Bank has estimated that the economy will be back to pre-COVID levels by early 2022. 
So the economy actually shrunk 14.3% in the June quarter, but they expect it to bounce up by 12.2% this quarter, and they're expecting positive growth each quarter after that. So the Reserve Bank as a whole is pretty optimistic about the economy. They are predicting the unemployment rate will hit 8% in March. 2021. That's pretty high, uh, certainly compared to where we have been previously, but a lot better than a lot of people were expecting. Also, the Reserve Bank is planning to print up to $100 billion, which is an increase from the previously planned $60 billion, up to $60 billion. And they're also planning to extend their bond buying program by a year and continue to work on alternative tools such as negative interest rates and direct lending to banks. All of this is designed to help boost the economy. There's considerable uncertainty. This is a quote from the Reserve Bank announcement. Um, there's considerable uncertainty as to the sustainability of current house prices, particularly as unemployment increases and immigration remains low. Now, I'm going to come back and comment on that shortly, but my first thought when I heard that was, if the general public is uncertain about the property market, that's actually great for people that are in the market looking to buy now because it means that there's less competition than there would otherwise be. If everyone was confident about the property market, everybody tends to jump into it. So then you've got more competition from other buyers. Uh, further falls in interest rates from where we are now is likely to only happen if the OCR drops again. And the Reserve Bank is continuing to monitor that quite closely. But at the moment, uh, we're not expecting interest rates to drop again unless the OCR drops further. Treasury survey recently showed that 65% of all people in New Zealand are not at all worried about missing a mortgage payment. And that's an improvement from 54% in May. So from May to August, there's been an improvement there. And also 49% uh, of people were not at all worried about losing their job in the next three months. So that has improved from the previous 41% in the, in the May survey from Treasury. So general public sentiment was improving. And obviously that could have been affected since this new community outbreak. As I mentioned before, probably more so in Auckland than outside of Auckland, with the exception of those hospitality and retail sectors. Now, the latest migration stats were released on the 12th of August from Statistics New Zealand. And these were quite surprising. So net migration over 2019 was almost 69,000. And the six months to June, we had another net increase of 34,000 people. And the majority of those, especially in more recent times, have been New Zealanders coming home. So that's had quite a significant increase. Uh, over the last 18 months to the end of June, that's an 18-month net gain of 103,000 people. Now, estimates at the beginning of the year were that the 18 months to the end of June was going to show a net gain of about 60,000, not 103,000. So we're well ahead of what previous expectations were. Uh, in fact, we've hit the predicted net gain that we were expected by mid-2021. We've already hit that target. 
okay? And also isolation facilities in Auckland are fully booked until the end of 2020, at least. Some of them are booked right through to early 2021. So the Ministry of Health has booked out these isolation facilities, so hotels, which are now isolation facilities, and that's approximately 6,000 beds turning over about every two weeks, depending on how many positives we've got in those isolation facilities. So if that's on average about 6,000 people every two weeks, then that's another 54,000 potential net migration positive before the end of this year. So that's huge. That's absolutely huge. And that is bound to put more pressure on housing in New Zealand. It's bound to put more pressure on rental accommodation. All of those things will be impacted. It's a pretty safe bet that rents will increase quite significantly because there just aren't enough rental properties. And it's also a fairly good indication that property values, especially in the main centres, will also increase quite significantly because a lot of the Kiwis coming home are coming home from high-paid jobs. They're just coming home to stay safer (laughs) in this pandemic. Some of the key drivers in the property market, we've got affordability. Now, although a lot of people are thinking that property's never been so unaffordable, with interest rates the way they are at the moment, it's actually on the affordability scale. So what is considered to be affordable is if 40% of your take-home pay is enough to cover a mortgage payment. For the majority of the ranges and the majority of areas across the country, New Zealand property is still affordable. So that puts upward pressure on the property market. Unemployment levels are on the increase. So that definitely puts some downward pressure on the market. You know, there's less people in the market. If they're unemployed, they're not looking at buying a house. Net migration, when that's strongly positive, that has really strong upward pressure on the property market. So that tends to put prices up. When building construction, now building construction is a lot higher than it has been. It's definitely trending upwards, but we are still not building anywhere enough to take into account the positive net migration that we're seeing, which is considerably higher than anyone was expecting. And so although construction's up, it's not enough. So I've considered that to be low and that puts uh, upward pressure on prices in the market as well. Also vacancy levels. Vacancy levels are really low at the moment. We've got 17,000 people on the emergency housing wait list at the moment in New Zealand so that also puts pressure on prices to go up in the property market including rental prices too. Some of the key indicators that we look at, these pictures here are from a recent Rhines um, publication. So the June 2020 statistics that was released on the 14th of July. And as you can see, the annual median price changes across the country everywhere is higher. So the property market was recovering a lot faster. Now, normally it's quite dangerous to just look at medians because that can get skewed either up or down depending on which price point has been selling more of. However, the house price index, which is a much more accurate 
um, picture that is also showing fairly you know good strength in the property market as well. If we have a look at some of the history from New Zealand property cycles, you can see that the downturns, so on the left-hand side in this picture here, for those of you that are looking, the slump, it shows the bottom of the slump, and the column called peak, that shows the top of the peak. So what you'll notice if you look at that, is that the downturns are a lot shorter in duration than the booms or the recoveries and, and booms. So downturns are a lot shorter. And if you can afford to survive a downturn, you will do better than if you sell and then try to get back in further down the track. So just to sum things up, my thoughts on this subject is that the fundamentals for investing are still really strong. Honestly, I haven't seen much better times to be buying property at the moment. It's also election year and we're in the middle of a global pandemic. So that is definitely going to put some people out of the property market. There'll be some people who'll be waiting to see what happens as a result of the election. Others are going to be waiting to see if house prices drop. And in my opinion, if you're in a position that you can get a mortgage, uh, you should be out there looking. So if you're in the market to buy, don't sit on the sidelines. Take advantage of the fact that there's less people in the market now than there potentially could be after the election. And I can't see house prices dropping, especially in the main areas. Some of the small towns in New Zealand will suffer quite badly, um, as they tend to in any recession or any downturn. But the, the fundamentals of investing are still strong. So you can also make the most of the current low interest rates to reduce your debt, especially if you've got non-tax deductible debt so like mortgages on your own home great time to make the most of that if you can to pay those mortgages down faster you'll save yourself thousands of dollars in interest over the long term talk to your mortgage advisor about that if you want to dig deeper into the options there now if you're concerned about job stability you have to take that into account you need to be making sure that you know what your weekly budget is and saving as much money as you possibly can in the, in the short term to help carry you through if required. There's always been huge success stories that come out of recessions, depressions and pandemics. So I just thought that it was a good time to remind people that downturns are not necessarily the end of the world. And um, Paul and I, and Paul's my husband and co-owner at Property Apprentice, we were at a business event recently where one of the speakers was talking about you know, exactly the same thing. And he said, in the Great Depression, Disney Inc. was created. That's a pretty significant success story over the long term. You know, there's always positive stories that come out of, the, out of times like this. And you definitely want to be on the right side um, so that you can take advantage of, of the upturn. Uh, financial knowledge about managing recessions and preventing depressions is also much stronger now than ever before. We've got the Reserve Bank who's helping to keep the strength in the economy and help to boost the economy, as I mentioned earlier in today's um, presentations. I think at the end of the day, you just need to not let that fear of what might happen, don't let it stop you. You know, make your decisions based on the facts. 
and we've got an event coming up soon uh, which we haven't even put onto the website yet but we are we're creating a new event called face the facts so watch this space and we'll let you know as soon as we've um, got all the details nutted out for that we're looking at doing that event online and it'll be in the first week in September so watch this space and we'll keep you informed so to sum things up Make sure that you stay active in the property market if you are active and maintain that momentum. Um, downturns and slumps, again, I just wanted to say that again, they're usually much shorter than recoveries and booms. And this is your opportunity to increase your knowledge and therefore reduce your risk of making mistakes. So feel free to check us out online. We've got a bunch of resources on our website. You're more than welcome to access any of those. Come along to our free events online and keep your eye open or um, send us an email to office at propertyapprentice.co.nz or info at propertyapprentice.co.nz if you want to secure a spot for the new event that we've got coming up just put it in the subject line secure my seat for the new event and we'll know what you're talking about okay so thank you very much for watching please feel free to get in touch if you've got suggestions for future podcasts i'm always open to ideas and seriously i can talk for weeks about property investing i had never run out of things to say so um, feel free to give me a few ideas if there's something that you're particularly interested in hearing about. So thanks for tuning in and we'll see you again soon.